0: Hi everyone, this is Ian. This is a quick side note before the start of our second episode. Ivy and I are trying to be more responsible about our content for all of our listeners. Uh, So this will serve as a trigger warning for topics regarding abuse, suicide, self-harm, and other topics surrounding these. Uh, These discussions are within our anime show segments. So this is the Otaku Corner segment, and that starts at the one hour, 18 minutes mark. Again, it starts at the one hour, 18 minutes mark, and it ends at the one hour, 40 minutes mark. Again, that's the one hour, 40 minutes mark. So, if you don't believe that you are comfortable listening to these topics, uh, please refrain from listening then. the These shows that we bring up are really dark and very intense. Um, they are both rated 17+, so please do not watch these if you are not of age. I delve into a specific episode where the character's backstory is of this sort of nature. Uh, Ivy and I don't want to stray away from discussions that revolve around these topics, but we want to make sure we're considerate of all of our listeners. I'll be putting some resources in the description below and in our show notes so that if you are struggling or if you know someone who is struggling, you can find these and perhaps get some help. Ivy and I want all of our listeners to know that there are so many resources out there for you and that there are people willing and wanting to help and that you are not alone. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Please enjoy the show.
1: Hi everyone, this is Ian and Ivy on Coffee Talk. Today, we're going to be introducing ourselves a little bit more again. Um, going over some articles, doing an otaku corner today, and then ending with a philosophical question for our second episode. So yeah. I'm really excited. Hope you can grow along with us. So let's coffee talk.
0: Yay. Yeah, hopefully, you guys can uh, hear the difference. Um, hopefully, there's a bit of a quality improvement over our last, our first episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and yeah, we're still like trying to work this all out. And um, we'll definitely be improving, of course. Yep. Uh, so just tell us if you have any suggestions for us. Uh, we have a lot of new pages that you can contact us at, in addition to our Twitter page that we mentioned in the first episode.
1: Yep. So I guess we'll get on to it. Introductions. Our uh, introduction topic this week is going to be high school lessons, uh, reflection, and maybe some favorite stories, if they come
0: along. Yep.
1: Um, Ian, do you want to start off?
0: Sure. Uh, so... Um, I'm just going to, from last episode, you guys learned a little bit about like where I was from and some of my interests, Uh, some, something I just want to add on to it is that uh, I really, really enjoy kind of like horror, but like, uh, kind of like media that like tries to scare you um, in your own home, (laughs) kind of like that. I don't know, like you're kind of like sitting at home in the dark. Um, and it's kind of, like, late at night. And then I like to put on... For some reason, I like to put on, like, um, some series on YouTube that, like, deal with true crime or something. And they discuss oh. the details. Uh, it's kind of, like, kind of weird. But um, I know a lot of other people also. They, they also enjoy that as well. So <laughs> it's uh, that's something I kind of enjoy. There's a series on... There are two series on YouTube that I, like, really um, enjoy. They talk about true crime and um you know various serial killers and uh some really strange mysteries that you know nobody can seem to understand um so and sometimes supernatural things as well not not my favorite but uh that's definitely something that's interesting to me too uh so that's something about me that you obviously did not know <laughs> <laughs> i guess so uh, and Yeah, that's, I guess I'm just going to move on to our high school reflection part of this podcast. Uh, So our high school, (laughs) our high school, uh, I always thought it was a small high school, Uh but I realize now it's actually pretty average. It's about, I think it's around 1600 students now or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I was, it's a public high school. Uh, It was our neighborhood high school. So we both went there for all four years and we graduated what was it, May? Yep, in yeah, May. In May. So it was uh, really cool just to stay at the same school for all four years because I had moved around a little, um, like I said in the previous episode. And, you know, I met a lot of people um, when I moved here in eighth grade and um, a lot of them, you know, came on to high school with me, like Ivy. So uh, let's see. Some, I guess, a reflection. I, I've i always, me and Ivy have actually talked about this and I've mm-hmm. always thought, like, should should I be looking at high school like my high school experience as something good and that or should I be kind of no I don't want to focus on the bad things that happened um, but I also don't want the bad things to define the whole experience so I'm like is it naive to brush off the bad things and say my entire high school experience was like a really great a a blast yeah a blast or or you know kind of acknowledge both i guess i guess you have to acknowledge both mm-hmm. but i do want to say it was a good experience because i think it was um, yeah. th- in the end so i don't know it's like it, it's it's i guess i have to find the balance i'm gonna say it's a good experience to whoever asked me so <laughs> that's gonna be my answer <laughs> yeah but um there were some things that happened that were that were little that were a little weird but I think that everyone experiences that in high school yeah um high school's a very uh interesting place where you're going through a lot and sometimes the support's not there so you feel I think a lot of teenagers feel misunderstood in high school Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of the problem with a lot of um kind of like when you're going through puberty and um, the hormones, you know, the hormone changes, like you, I think teenagers feel as if no one understands them. And that's a big problem that, um, and, you know, your parents try to try to make their best effort, but then as a teenager, you kind of just like, kind of brush off their attempts, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of sad. So I don't know, as a teenager, you're very, Oh, I'm I'm going to say turbulent as a turbulent. teenager. I think that's a very good word to describe like teenager uh-huh. your teenage years. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I see. Yeah, so that's kind of like what mine I'm going to say it was a good high school experience yeah. and I know a lot of people don't have that. Um I was very fortunate to have, you know, good friends, a good group and um really good teachers, I think mom. Yeah.
1: We had awesome teachers, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> Yeah, I think so. They were so good about connecting with a variety of people. Like yeah. our physics teacher, every time he brought up one thing, like a one different like one topic, yeah. he'd um do examples that could apply to so many different interest groups. Mm-hmm. Um and he said that he tried to do that because at least one of them will stick, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: with that connection. Yeah. Um so I think that was always cool. He was always really awesome to talk to, as were a lot of the teachers, because they are so open to just like meeting after class or something and just talking with you if you're really interested in a topic. But yeah. actually, you know, I think that's something that a lot of teachers.
0: Yeah, I think. Do. Yeah, teachers really do define your educational experience. Yeah. So if you don't have a good teacher, it's like you're not gonna learn very well. Which when you're la. <laughs> oh what who why oh, was just, it that I didn't oh, you didn't tell me she my was, freshman year LA was like chill she was
1: always just so grouchy I think by the end of the day oh like, yeah. we had her seventh ALA and so it was a bunch of like persnickety teenagers who thought they were good at writing and then mm. she was probably just annoyed with it and then there were some people <laughs> who like didn't do anything in class so she just yeah I don't know she was just I did not like LA after that I <laughs> no, yeah my, I
0: my experience like LA is so focused on essay writing, yeah. and I used to think I was pretty good, but then as I got you know through the levels, it did not. It, my like confidence lowered <laughs> each yeah each grade. I was like okay. I yeah. <laughs> mean yeah, pretty yeah pretty much. But um, I think. Uh, yeah. We definitely had great teachers. There were definitely those who shined um, in our eyes, I think, Mm -hmm. specific ones um, that kind of went above and beyond and we connected with. And I think um, I really hope every student kind of has at least one teacher like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of a lot of kids are turned off, you know, by like school in parentheses, like not parentheses in quotation marks because of i think just because of bad teachers um or just teachers that don't seem to understand them and they kind of um don't make the attempt to try to understand them and kind of label them um in any certain way so yeah i I hope everyone has an experience like we did (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, yeah i hope so too um it's kind of like going back to the college thing that we talked about last week you know how there was like so much hype built around it and stuff. Yeah. You know, um, when it comes to high school, when you talk to some adults, like they say that high school was the best time of their life. Yeah. And they always say like, in, or they used to always say like, enjoy the time you have right now. Cause you're going to miss it so much later. Yeah. Which for me, okay. When I hear that, I get a little bit down because like high school was fun. But also, I really hope that's not the best my life is ever going to yeah, get. I'm sure that it's not. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to look back and say that high school was the best time yeah. in my life. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that would really suck. That would, that would not be fun. Mm-hmm. If the best time of my life consisted of going to school and then going to work and then doing homework. Even though that's probably <laughs> going to be like my whole life. I, I, I don't think know. it's.
0: Yeah, I always wondered because uh, we both were study bugs. <laughs> yeah, we were both um, academically advanced, I guess you could say. So we, you know, took all those honor classes. We took AP yeah. classes, um, and I, I remember. I think I texted you one night, and I was think I was like saying, oh, I forgot what I said specifically. It was something along the lines like, I, I wonder if like. I don't know if I actually said this, but mm-hmm. if we if we weren't those types of students yeah. or something and we would, you know, take the um, the regular level classes, maybe maybe our, our high school experience would be a little different. I don't know. We did talk about that. Did yeah. we talk okay, about so that? We yeah. Were
1: like, yeah, because um, the regular classes have such a small, not a lot smaller, but like mm-hmm. they're, uh, what's the word? the work, the amount of time that they have to devote to the work is a lot less, I think.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Not in every case, but, um, yeah, the time that you need to focus on the work is a lot less, so they have more time to do other things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so,
1: like, we, you know, rather than (laughs) staying up really late, trying to get reading done, Mm -hmm. getting, like, note cards finished and studying for things... um, I don't know there would be a lot more free time to be doing things mm-hmm. and we would still have a pretty solid GPA. Yeah purpose, I think so. I mean? But it was like kind of this need to sort of push ourselves for things
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I think uh, I liked I liked that push though because it gave me more drive in my opinion especially because like Honestly, if I wasn't doing that work, I'd still be at work anyway. Right. Because
0: like I don't, I didn't have I time think, to do anything. Yeah, anyway. I think balance is such a key part to life. Yeah, <laughs> it <really laughs> <You know>? is. <laughs> yeah, I think so because it's either we, uh, it's because I think um in our current, in our mindset back mm-hmm. in high school it was a very a lot of pressure to um excel um yeah. academically so i remember okay. if i had any advice for my freshman self mm-hmm. it would definitely be do not take ap chemistry because ap chemistry junior year was death okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it's basically like that i think i my my strengths are not in science or math so yeah. um As I went through these advanced classes, I was definitely struggling, and I was wondering, you know, why? Why did I take these classes if these are not my strengths? Yeah. And so I think it's something you definitely have to keep in mind because when you're a freshman, you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to take all the AP classes if you're kind of like in that set mindset. That mindset, like, yeah, and you know, I'm going to take all of them and I'm going to get A's and like, oh, whatever they're going to say about previous uh, students, you know, kind of like struggling. That's not going to be. That's not going to happen to me. But (laughs) like. Uh, trust me it's, uh, it's gonna happen I think because you know those AP classes they're definitely um, a very high level um, pace yeah. pace wise <laughs> you know
1: oh definitely um, that was me when it came to social studies I know you were in social studies I'm so sorry and you did like amazing on all those episodes. oh social studies yeah social studies like I don't know <laughs> you killed it. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, they're
0: just like uh, social studies is a strength okay let's just yeah, say that it's a
1: strength for you <laughs> so yeah. I realized in high school like, my freshman year, I took AP Gov and AP Geo. And I did, like, decent in AP Geo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gov kicked my butt, and then AP History kicked my butt. So then junior and senior year, I was like, you know, I'm really chill with the regular one, and I will do well in it because it's at a pace that I can, like, handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, like like you said, like, like history and social studies is one of your strengths. hmm So I think that's why you liked it so much. And then you flip over to, like, when I did um, AP Bio. Yeah, I like loved that class. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It didn't feel like a like a slaving away at work, like struggling. <laughs> it was like much more easy going. But that's because it was a strength.
0: Mm-hmm. You know exactly.
1: Um, I would say looking back on high school, it was fun. It was awkward, and sometimes we didn't even realize our stress levels. Yeah. until looking back, like I know, like for example, like finals week, right? It's so stressful. Mm-hmm but in the moment it just feels like we have something to do yeah I think
0: there's definitely like at our high school specifically there's a uh culture I think at every public high school but there's definitely a culture around um uh excelling you know um so if I I hear all I heard all the time in the hallways it'd be like oh I'm taking like five AP classes and like when I heard that I would like put them in a very high regard Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't really think about if you know if they were maybe struggling I always just assumed that they were totally fine and most of the time people who do take you know five or more AP classes they have the um, energy and they have like the right practice and the right support to take on those roles Mm -hmm. to take on that as a student Uh, but I think a lot of people don't realize that it's Uh, that, you know, those people might be struggling or, like, people in the AP program might be, like, dying at home or something like that. Uh, So, you know, you you don't have to, like, put these people in such high regard um, when they say, I'm taking, like, five AP classes next year. And um, I think I always thought... I think I'm kind of guilty of this, too. I always thought, like, it was a bit of, like, a brag or a boast that you're taking as many. And, um, yeah, I just think... You should definitely keep um, keep an open mind and understand that you know you're totally fine if you're at a certain level and another person isn't. at yeah. that Level. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, especially. Do you know that study? Well, not that study, but they did like um, like this questionnaire and they went and found like a bunch of high school valedictorians mm-hmm. and to see what they were up to later on in life. Really? Okay. Yeah, and it was interesting because the the. Idea of being a valedictorian of high school is like a title, and it's very, of course, it's a really good like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: accomplishment. Right. However, when they did that and they looked at the people, like the school backgrounds of people who have like the innovators in our society and the people who are like doing things and Mm -hmm. like like really going out there and doing things, are not the people who are valedictorians. The valedictorians went into like much more safe zones Mm -hmm. because they were they've had this type of coming out of high school with this like good honor of being good at what they do right and then going out and applying that kind of school mindset to things Mm -hmm. and like doing huge things really didn't match up yeah so it's like high school was like an experience just like any other thing Mm -hmm. but it once again isn't really going to define what you do later yeah like yeah, I also think
0: I totally agree. like, it, like high school is just a part of life, yeah um, and it's a very short part. It's like four years, right? Yeah. But it's also I also don't like how some people could go into um, go into high school thinking, oh, you know, these four matters don't matter. These, <laughs> these four years don't matter. Oh yeah. Because uh, I think if you do put your nose to the grindstone, you can make a lot out of your high school experience. -hmm. And it's um, I definitely don't I I definitely don't want people or I don't want to encourage people to go in with that kind of mindset that you know nothing I do would matter yeah uh, because you can have a lot of fun you can you can explore so many things while you're in high school um, you know as you look towards the future so I think just being optimistic Mm -hmm. is a good is a thing to do yeah
1: definitely (laughs) oh my gosh that is like my worst thing when people just kind of don't care at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? hmm Because it's like, well, you're here, and it well, it goes back to, like, looking at everything from the outside. Yeah. Like, you are so fortunate to grow up in an area that has public schooling. Yeah. Where you're, like, allowed, you have access to all these things. Mm-hmm. You know? And it just, it's sad when people sort of just squander that.
0: Yeah. Like, you've been given this opportunity, um, and, you know, maybe you're not so fortunate in other areas, but... Um, I know in a lot of public schools, there's so many different teachers and administrators and counselors that really do care about the success of their students. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's great to have some sort of community like that.
1: Yeah. And it's such a time to kind of find your interest group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you got to know, of course, what you want to do. But it's like this exploratory time because Mm -hmm. your classes are totally free. Like, you can take whatever you want, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like... It's like make the most of that time.
0: For sure, yeah, yeah. making the most of yeah. it,
1: and not not dropping things so that you think they don't matter. I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we have a lot of. There was a lot of things that happened in our high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think with us and our our group, uh-huh. <laughs> there were some things that happened.
1: <laughs> it was like freshman and sophomore year were really chill, and then
0: all this drama happened junior it and senior year, and that was just like. It was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know I, mean? I think it's only because we don't have a lot of, like, drama that when it does happen, mm-hmm. it, it's very big.
1: Yeah. I think
0: a lot of other kind of friend groups had drama every, like, week, and, like, you would hear it in the halls. I don't know. So, yeah. I think with our group, it was kind of a little different. We were pretty, yeah. I think it's because our group is very non-confrontational. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all we. Just, oh my god! I think we all just hate confrontation.
1: And then it all just kind of stews. It,
0: yes, it simmers and stews, and we're all just like, "Oh, this is bad." <laughs> so it's kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean.
0: So, I, I think the point of that. Yeah. Was that communication is key in any uh, relationship, whether it be a friend, significant other, mm-hmm. just making sure you communicate what you feel. Yeah. Um, so that the other person can do their best to understand.
1: Yeah definitely
0: <laughs> we should take we should, probably should have taken our own advice there but um we didn't so <laughs>
1: we didn't you know one thing that i always kind of think about when it comes to that it was like every time you know once again like when we were making plans or something mm-hmm. this this came up like senior year for me a lot because i don't like school dances
0: yeah oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and uh they we got i got convinced to go a freshman year because it was like okay see what Homecomings like and it was like okay and it was terrible. I didn't like it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I really did not like it. And then I avoided all of it. And then senior year, um, one of our more outgoing friends was like, Okay, seriously, like you have to at least go, like, just to be able to know what it was like. And I was like, but I don't but I don't really I don't know. I don't I don't (laughs) care for those. So for a while I was like, okay, fine, so I was, like, going to go to prom. But then a week before, I was just, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I cannot do this. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. I don't – I can't. And it took so much courage to just be, like, okay, um, I'm actually just going to
0: go have, like, a nice dinner with all my cousins. Yeah, I remember uh-huh. when you sent that to the group chat. Yeah. and oh I was And like, I was, like, yes, Ivy. Like, <laughs> go – yeah, tell, tell us, basically, because yeah. – uh, I remember you were like texting me outside of it, yeah. um, and you were like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to go." Like Ivy was like, "I don't want to go to this," yeah. and I was like, "Well, you could, yeah." yeah. Was- <laughs> I did, I wanted her to go because um, oh. <laughs> she would be the other like introverted person who doesn't dance that I could like stand wait, wait, with, yeah. but I was alone. Whatever.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> I did, I could not.
0: It was, I, because, like, I don't want to be the, like, downer yeah. when you go to those, mm-hmm. these kinds of things. Like, yeah. I don't want to be the person who's like, okay, let's go home. That, like, in my previous episode when I was talking about a getaway car, kind of, yeah. like, that's why I love having a car. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, I could just, like, go instead mm-hmm. of, like, asking, can we go home earlier? Like, yeah. can you knock me off or something? And then, like, kind of ruin the flow of it. Yeah, so, exactly. uh, I always think that's, yeah, yeah like that. Yeah, because
1: my whole <laughs> thing was, like, what am I going to do?
0: do when we, get there. Yeah, like, it was, when
1: we get there and I'm gonna sit like why am I gonna be? yeah it <laughs> like, was
0: yeah I just stood there and um, I was like go ahead and dance like you guys have fun yeah two stuff. of our friends said
1: you pulled a Gatsby and we was just kind of like
0: yes I was above, I was above you know, and I was like watching it was awkward because um <laughs> One of the teachers came over and I think she felt sorry for me that I was standing alone. So she kind of just stood next to me and I didn't say anything. And I was like, well, let's just look down. That's fine. It's very awkward.
1: But yeah, I don't know. So one of those things is just like, you know, kind of like we said, communication, just really just cutting through and saying what it is that's on your mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice for
1: yeah. Uh, just it's like something that throughout all of high school it took me that long to finally be comfortable enough to do
0: that to say that yeah yeah and I think all of us understood like I understood because you know I was telling me but yeah. we all but my our other friend he's the more extroverted type mm-hmm. and uh, he was actually like he 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 felt sorry that like we you kind of said it in your text. you were like, oh, I feel pressured into going. Yeah, and uh, he told me he was like, oh my gosh, I can't. I didn't like realize that yeah. kind of. And I think um, you know people like that don't don't realize. Yeah, and once you actually said said it to you know the chat, mm-hmm. uh, he he kind of was taken aback uh-huh. and he was like oh I didn't know and like oh I feel bad and stuff like that so uh-huh. I was like yeah like that's kind of like what how we feel sometimes yeah. so I think it's really it was really cool when you did it like, nah. yeah no. <laughs> uh, yeah um, yeah I don't know so yeah, I mean high school like I said yep. I'm gonna say good experience
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think the second lesson that I always took out of it was like not to underestimate anyone that you work with because mm. you know how like like we were saying you know we have this perception of people who go into high school yeah um with this like i don't care about anything kind of thing yeah and you, there are although we don't want to admit it there are like people who get labeled right yes as in our head yes for know? sure and not that we're being super judgmental but it's just like it just happens mm-hmm. you know you get labeled as the smart asian you get labeled
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i don't lab groups okay well but, oh yeah I mean, that's still not... Even though it's a good stereotype, it's it's a stereotype. But it's just
1: awkward. You don't know what... To, you're like, I we're, we're in the same class. Like yeah. we're, we're all at the same level right now. Yeah. I don't know more than you do. Yeah. So it's just awkward. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it's just that, yeah, not to underestimate people. and Give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, when you get put in a group, right, that's, like, assigned, not assuming that they're not going to do any work and then just take over and then talk down to them. Because mm-hmm. that's happened to me before and I hate it. You know, yeah. and you, when you are in a group, it doesn't matter who you think or how you think they're going to do something. Just like I said, benefit of the doubt and trust that they might actually do it. And, you know, you'd be surprised because when you give someone, when you talk to someone like you're on the same level with them and you speak to them as equals, you don't act like you're all high and mighty or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. It creates it, a
0: lot better communication. Yeah. You know I think yeah it's like the whole expectation thing yeah. and them living up to it Cause yeah. if you give if you treat them as someone who uh, is who is willing to work hard mm-hmm. at your assignment they will you yeah they yeah. they live up to it and um I kind of feel bad for saying that, you know, sometimes I have like labeled people mm-hmm. and kind of assumed already. Yeah. And they surprise me. So yeah. I think that's a very, it's a lesson that I'll take with me and mm-hmm. make sure I'm open minded with whoever I work with in the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even the person that just rambles on and on and on about some things that you're like, why are we? Yeah. Talking <laughs> about? But you're like, they actually pull through. Yeah. You know? And it, it creates like a, a friendship kind of ish thing. Like you're, I'm still friends with some of the people that I thought. I was I was not going to get along with, but it turns out mm-hmm. we work fine together. Yeah. Whereas we have, <clears throat> we knew one person, or I knew one person who would just kind of assume right off the bat. And it was kind of, it wasn't so nice to, it, like, see mm-hmm. from the outside. And so I made that, I also made that change in myself too. Right. Which I'm really happy for. So... yeah I don't know I think those are the two two of my biggest things it's just
0: communicating
1: and always yeah in all seriousness just always giving people the benefit of the
0: doubt yeah a few times yeah for sure (laughs) they let you down a bunch then you're just (laughs) then you're like okay okay. (laughs) I think yeah and it's just there are a lot of lessons we learned Mm -hmm. and um, we would love to share more with you we're gonna have to cut it short a little just move on just move on. Um, on But we might bring back this segment if you guys really enjoyed it. Maybe And we love to discuss with you as well. We have a brand new Facebook page that you can go and like and um, leave your stories that we, we would love to hear. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash uh, coffee, W-E-N-I-V. Yep. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty much going to be the same handle for all of our social media and our main Source that you listen, um, which is SoundCloud. That's going to be Coffee Talk W E N I V. Um, So we'd love to hear what you say. You can tweet us. um, You can mention us on Facebook or put a comment on um, our show notes, and or comment anywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, we would love to hear what you guys have to say about your experience in high school, or maybe if you have kids in high school now, um, anything like that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. All right.
1: um, Moving on, if Ian doesn't mind if we could go to my topic next. I think it's a yeah, pretty cool segue. For sure. Um so the other night, or I guess I'll talk about my topic first. So I'm gonna do or talk about pathological liars versus um straight shooters. So like if anyone who doesn't know, a pathological a pathological liar <laughs> <laughs> is someone who compulsively or habitually lies for no personal gain really. It's just kinda lie to lie. Sometimes they can't really control it and I'm sure there's it's there's a few loosely connected definitions but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I summed it up sum it up as yeah um versus a straight shooter who's just really honest like some people say honest to a fault yeah because they won't they won't lie yeah it's kind of like they just kind of go through it and the reason I bring this up is because like I said communication was such a big thing and I'm still quite like still working on just being honest and I was thinking the other night just why it's so difficult to be honest to other people about how they're behaving and how it's making you feel.
0: Yeah, I because think that's definitely something. It's like yeah. why
1: is it so hard for me to tell you that you're frustrating me?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, when it's probably just a small thing that I could bring up just yeah. like I'm sorry, I wish you would like I wish we could it's like, change this because it makes me feel like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so hard. So last night I was having a conversation with someone and I like was about to bring it up and then I was like, actually, you know what? It's nothing. I it's actually pretty late. I think I have to go to sleep now. Okay. Uh, bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then an hour later, because I knew we would we'd both be awake. It was just it didn't make any sense yeah. for me to do that. And I was like, sort of nothing. It's oh. <laughs> just like, why did I do this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was wondering why it is, and then at the same time, I was about before I really said that what i wanted to Mm -hmm. i was about to like just come up with some something else like oh well i'm i just i'm off because this happened
0: right or Mm -hmm. i'm
1: i i I don't know something's off because i'm not uh, something's up right but i wasn't i was like tiptoeing around the issue Mm -hmm. um so that's why i kind of i i was i looked into it and stuff and it was talking about I came up with the two extremes right? and we're kind of just the average people in the center, but it's mm-hmm. like, um, there's this thing called a theory of mind and it's basically when we, it's this, uh, thing in our head where we perceive how the other person is going to think mm-hmm. or feel mm-hmm. as we're talking to them. So I think it's because when we are, or when we want to say something to someone, yeah. um, we perceive first or we think about how they're going to feel if we tell them this about them.
0: Okay, yeah. Or how is this for the liars? Or doesn't This is just in general, general? Okay. for like us.
1: Okay. Like how they're going to feel, how they're going to react if we say this about them. Mhm. And that is something that might keep us from ever Yeah, really saying what we want. Being honest about it. <laughs> right. So, on both ends there for a pathological liar or a straight shooter, that isn't too much of a thing
0: in oh, for them. Oh so they so it's not it's like empathy or like yeah so okay. they have
1: issues empathizing because oh, okay, I see.
0: it's
1: it's like they are either extremely honest or just lie way too much. Yeah. And a lot of the time there isn't really a reason for it. they just mm. kind of oh yeah. Wired. So I thought it was interesting. There was a study this is a bit old, but it's just you <laughs> know like a the more you know thing. Right. Um there was a study That was conducted in 2005, Mm -hmm. and what they did was they uh, scanned both sides, people on both sides of the spectrum, uh, with fMRI, and they found, so this, let me just tell you, so this was um, from a book called The Honest Truth About Dishonesty by Dan Ariely, Mm -hmm. Um, and so he talks about what they found. Um, So, liars... Oh, I'm quoting here. So liars, it turned out, had 14 percent less gray matter than the controls, but had 22 to 26 percent more white matter in the prefrontal cortex, hmm. suggesting that there were that they were more likely to make connections between different memories and ideas, as increased connectivity means greater access to the reserve of associations and memory stored in gray matter. So basically, okay. he's saying that. Um, they found that there's less gray matter in their brains, which is like basically the place where the pers- our perceptions, our five senses, um, emotions, self control, and like decision making is. Oh, okay. Uh, versus the white matter, which is kind of like the wiring. It's like composed of axons that connect the gray matter together. Okay. All right. So, like, with more of that, there's like more space, I guess, to, like, make something up.
0: Oh. If that makes sense. So the liars have less gray matter? Is that Yeah. It? Okay, so we have less gray matter, more white matter? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But once again, like, this was a study done in 2005. It's it, really outdated, I know, but it's kind of interesting <laughs> to see. This topic is kind of dropped later on. I couldn't find like more recent studies mm-hmm. on it. Um, but I thought that was interesting just to see kind of, like, the correlation between the two, yeah. you know? Um, but then, once again, you have to remember that, like, it's always it, it's always going to come back down to nature versus nurture. Hmm. Like, psychology and neuroscience kind of wants to say, like, this part of the brain does this, and that's why we do this. But yeah. It's like, you got to remember that, regardless of how someone's brain is, how they were raised yeah. is still going to change how they act as well okay so but i thought that was a pretty interesting thing um i suppose not much more on that but just interesting how how it kind of connects biologically i guess
0: yeah Um, see how yeah the mm -hmm. brain and the whole white matter gray matter thing (laughs) is. yeah it was it was
1: interesting Yep, I
0: think that's probably about all I had to discuss. Do you want to move over to Ian's topic? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, for today's episode, I did want to bring up communicating through texting. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is a really, you know, everyone texts these days. And it's something really interesting um, to think about because um, texting is, uh, I think it's, a, it's it's a form of communication that so many people use but it falls short in so many different ways. So um, I have a few articles here. So this one um, from Psychology Today, uh, this was uh, in 2013. So a little dated, but um, it has some good quotes that I'm going to read. So um, this is quoting here. So according to UCLA professor Albert I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not gonna butcher it. Um, Mm. Fifty eight percent of communication is through body language, thirty five percent through vocal tone, pitch, and emphasis, and a mere seven percent through the content of the message. So that really speaks for how textings fall short in so many different ways um, to convey your like you know the tone, your emotions behind it, and um, it's something like you know I've noticed I. I think a lot um, about. It depends on who the person I'm texting with is, but sometimes I think about a lot about how this text will sound if the pe- if the person re- reads it, um, and sometimes like it can sound kind of like hostile, weirdly, mm-hmm. or kind of rude or something, even when it's really not intended to intended to be. It's just how it's read, and you can't control how the other person reads it. Uh, so, I am a specific example, I guess. I think uh, a lot of examples stem from sarcasm. So I know a lot of people and I heard a lot of stories about how like, texting um, sarcastically can be a bad idea because yeah. people... Um, it's it's so hard to pick up on sarcasm through texting because um, sarcasm is a lot through tone, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't have a tone. <laughs> I th- and I think emojis help a lot kind of with that. I agree. To, like, add on yeah, to your message. Because uh, sometimes, like, you might say something sarcastically, like, oh, well, like, I hate you. But then you could add, like, a happy emoji next to it to just show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting, like, how... Like you can interpret this very differently, mm-hmm. and how it's so it's so funny now that we've become so reliant on texting, um, and you know we don't have a lot of uh, kind of face to face contact with a lot of people. You know, I know some people who just work at home all day and um, they communicate through email, uh, so they don't get a lot of that face to face contact. So I think I thought it was it was really interesting, um, and there's a few tips they actually have oh i'm sorry not tips these are just like theories on why people would choose to use text over actual talking that i definitely can connect with (laughs) so um i'll quote real quickly here so number one uh to avoid revealing vulnerable emotions so no one can hear the trembling or the anger in your voice in a text so Mm -hmm. i think that's definitely something that a lot of people can relate to i know i can like like we were talking about earlier when you want to confront someone I guess about like what you're feeling yeah. I feel would, I would feel much more comfortable conveying that in a text message mm-hmm. <laughs> which is definitely not the best way of going at it yeah. but I can understand why people would do something like that because you know it's just easier you kind of like send the text and then you're like put it to sleep and you go away and then there you go <laughs>
1: exactly yeah
0: mm-hmm. so and um, that's something i definitely relate with um and then for number two it is to protect oneself's actually to from having to hear another person's distress whether it be crying anger or strain in their voice so i think this has to do a lot with empathy as well mm-hmm. so if the other person is feeling um you know bad about what you're talking about um y- people use text to shield against that because you can't hear how they're feeling yeah. unless <laughs> I send a bunch of emojis but it doesn't have i think it doesn't have the same impact yeah it doesn't as you know if you were actually there mm-hmm. uh number three uh to have some control over the conversation including setting boundaries with difficult or verbose people i think this is really interesting because i actually i think i do use texting in a way that uh sets boundaries um for my relationships so uh, like we've said before we have two friends who like to hang out a lot um, but sometimes I'm a little guilty about like leaving them um, on red <laughs> if they ask if they, if I can hang out or something mm. like that I don't know just like Getting the text and then you kind of have to think about you know whether or not you'll have the energy to do something and you don't know and you don't want to become like a flake or you don't want to become like a wishy-washy person with them when deciding when to hang out so we kind of do that that's why i turned off red receipts sometimes but um it's it's kind of like that
1: and then you have a response way later just like oh i'm sorry I yeah. now. <laughs>
0: exactly and then yeah. you're like yeah of course that
1: relates, yeah that, that relates to like um i think number two even when you bring that up yeah to protect oneself from having to hear the other person's like emotions or something yeah because like it's really hard to tell someone that you don't want to hang out with them
0: yeah it's like it's hard yeah and then when you do it
1: through text you're like
0: send okay i'm done and it's yeah. just kind of like then you're kind of like oh, okay but then i still feel like oh are they like stewing and yeah anger or something yeah, and then like you that don't know. You then know. you don't know yeah it's exactly kind of,
1: yeah okay sorry there's one more rule
0: uh, there. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is to expend less energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think that's for sure. Texting requires fewer sentences than talking or emails. I think that's definitely true, um, especially, I think, for me, because um, it does take energy for me to talk mm-hmm. um, with people. Um, and texting does take less energy. You know, you don't have to have that social energy to present yourself in the best way, and you don't have to, um, um, I guess... I guess texting, oh, like the other thing said, you, you can avoid empathizing, yeah. which is kind of weird, but yeah, you can avoid doing that. And it mm-hmm. just takes less energy, it's much more quicker. Yeah. But like, I think, yeah, it's just hard. I think it's it's not the best way to go about things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I thought that was really interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Um, this brings to mind you know, like the whole online dating scene right now? Yeah. Um, like people. Talk with each other, you know, through messaging, mm-hmm. right? When they're connected or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But then I've heard like, um, there's this one YouTuber who like she met her her current spouse online. Yeah. And like they talked about how, um, for the first few months it was really cool because like they were messaging on and out like all the time and it was really comfortable. Mm-hmm. But then when they finally met in person, talking was so awkward. Yeah. For the few first few months because Ew. it was like, look, I feel like I've known this person forever but then when i actually talk to them it's like what are <laughs> you like, oh. this is so awkward yeah. because there's you have time to come up with a like a response mm-hmm. when you're messaging with people you can like change what you're gonna say yeah you can think about it for a little bit yeah, yeah whereas when you're talking it's just it's whatever you yeah. say goes. Mm, i right? know yeah
0: <laughs> um,
1: which oh my god is something that i've actually noticed
0: really yeah okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: someone
0: (laughs) a certain someone Um, okay and
1: it's not like the hugest thing ever but it's like I just have noticed it but I know that they just in themselves don't talk very much Mm -hmm. just in general yeah I know that about them so it's like more understanding but that's just funny like how different of a vibe I get (laughs) <laughs> when like yeah we're like messaging versus when we're hanging out
0: yeah i which, think some people can use texting as a another way of communication and yeah. expressing themselves mm-hmm. in the way that's most comfortable for them
1: exactly mm-hmm. but one thing that i have found really interesting well oddly is like even though i'm an introverted person when it comes to having a conversation i would much rather hear someone's voice mm-hmm. than trying to text probably because when you're having long conversations like this it's like, it's so hard to just try to type everything that you're thinking yeah, in yeah. that moment. Especially like when you're... rushing through. Exactly. Yes. Especially <laughs> when you're someone who talks so fast. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I'm working <laughs> on. I'm, I'm trying right now to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Because I just got excited. But like, yeah, I don't know. So, so what I found, though, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. is... So I do ask if we can just call sometimes.
0: Uh-huh. When
1: we're talking. And they actually find that it's less effort.
0: To to call
1: call than to text Then I realized is that because you talk much less than I do so it's (laughs) mostly just like hearing me ramble is that why (laughs) is it (laughs) but no either way it's it's so much nicer to hear their voice on the other line Mm -hmm. Um, which is something that I find kind of interesting just because like they said that calling was just so much easier probably because when it's late you don't have like the patience to be texting
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because for me I get really overwhelmed
0: like, when texting?
1: Yeah, you know when we get like, because we're in. I think if I look on GroupMe, we are in thirty-three <laughs> shared
0: groups. Are we? Yeah, yes. we have a lot of shared <laughs> groups.
1: <laughs> and that's not. It's just because we're we're involved in a lot of background like, volunteer things. Yeah. In my opinion, and so many different like, um, school things mm-hmm. that kind of got us into them, and then multiple friend chats. Um, but, when when we first get into those, like when. All those get messages at once. Yeah. Um, I get overwhelmed and I just, I completely ignore all the messages because mm. I can't take looking at all those notifications. It freaks me out. Well, that doesn't freak me out, but I just, and then I just, I just never answer.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you don't talk much in them. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't. And it's just because um, I look at them and it, it stresses
0: me out. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm going to go
1: read a book. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I liked it, when that happened. Mm-hmm. It just felt like the conversation was like lively and you could just like send something in. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I grew uh, you know uh, throughout high school I found that I I kind of stepped back from it because I was you know I think you remember in the beginning um, I used to talk a lot in the group chat. Yeah. But then later on um, there's some things that happened and then I kind of stepped back from the group chat just mm-hmm. because I felt like I wasn't getting the same feedback from the other people in the group yeah uh so i I didn't want to be the person to like always be messaging the group chat Mm -hmm. when nobody wanted to talk yeah uh so now i like barely talk yeah Uh, it's (laughs) an odd thing i don't yeah group Uh, chats are very weird (laughs) in the in of itself it's a very weird i don't know yeah the whole like politics behind it and like dynamic Uh, behind it it's very it's interesting Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) um but yeah yeah I know but you, it looks like you had a different article also on it I did this one um, I was trying to find something a little more uh, recent oh, so great. this was in 2016 actually and this is from Odyssey theodysseyonline.com dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, she the author um, basically lists reasons why texting is ruining communication okay. um, some of them are weird but I'm just going to list them and quote them real quick so number one men and women communicate differently um, she kind of says she kind of uh, she says that women use communication this is a quote as well to mm-hmm. connect and relate mm-hmm. um, communication is how women create intimacy men on the other hand view communication simply as a way to convey information Mm -hmm. Uh, so once the information is exchanged men feel there is nothing else to be communicated Uh, so I don't know do you think that's true?
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah,
0: I do You do? Actually Yeah Yeah. I think it's a little yeah
1: And by intimacy it doesn't have to be like romantically even it just has to be like making connections with people so that you can be friends Yeah You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah I think so um, because friends have just such a deeper connection than say acquaintances do yeah and then you know it keeps going up but it's like we have we had like I I had this one friend and there was like um, another person that I was introduced to because they were like a mutual mm-hmm. kind of friend but yeah. we had a mutual friend and then that person and I felt so bad because there was like nothing they were like a perfectly fine person yeah but I just we could never hold a conversation mm. and as a result we didn't we're not we're not friends, oh, friends. Yeah, because like we had I had nothing to really connect with them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to them in any way. They weren't yeah. bad. It's just I had nothing. We had nothing in common, <laughs> and as a result, we we it's didn't just not, become friends. Yeah. It did it didn't end up being a thing. Yeah. So I think that's totally accurate. And you, um, like with another one of our friends,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who's a guy, like. You can't hold a conversation with him. It'll he'll he'll text you like, okay, just recently, he's like, which class did you sign up for? What time? Okay, thanks. <laughs> bye. And I was like, look, okay. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's all our conversations ever are. It was like homework assignments or like yeah, just stuff like yeah,
0: that. I yeah, I sometimes feel our friend group is like a mid I don't know how to say it. Like a mashup
1: yeah. of like Like a medley of people. It's very
0: different. Like, we are all pretty different. I think you and me were kind of similar in some aspects, but then, like, if you look at it as a whole, it's a very... I I sometimes wonder how we all came together. And I was wondering, like, wow, if, like, either of us made a different decision back in the day, we probably would not have, like, crossed paths. Yep. Or, like, became... Friends. 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 So I, I was always, like, wondering. I was like, that's kind of, it's weird. Yeah. Um, and I think something that we can talk about in a, another episode. Yeah. Something about friendship or mm-hmm. something. Because yeah. we definitely have a lot of things to say about friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> second. The second, um, lack of nonverbal communication. So, again, this is a a reason texting is ruining communication. So this is, again, like, the first Article says that, you know, there's no body language, there's no tone. Yeah. Um, so again it's basically just saying that. Yeah. okay oh, this one similar. Texting makes ignoring easier. <laughs> Uh, Which we just talked about.
1: I like this quote. The end result is feeling pretty crappy.
0: It's it's true. It is true. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Hey, hi, hello, how you doing? So she says, greetings are a thing of of the past, thanks Mm -hmm. to texting. I can't remember the last time I received a text that started with a greeting, can you? Mm -hmm. And I agree. I haven't had... Although I think for me personally, I... I appreciate when people forgo greetings just because if we're at the right level in our friendship, cause yeah. it just uh, it to me, that signifies that we're at a close enough friendship that we don't have to like go through formal- yeah. formalities like that. Like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Or yeah. something like oh, that. My gosh. <laughs> so yes. it, it's like if I and sometimes it's awkward because sometimes I feel like we're at a certain level the other person doesn't mm-hmm. so then they come at me with this greeting and I'm like I'm doing good how are mm-hmm. you and I, I always feel very awkward when that happens yeah. uh, so I think that's a not something I kind of disagree with
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for me yeah I disagree with this one because when I get a text that says hey hi hello or how are you doing yeah. that's a signal to me that my friend is not feeling good mm, yeah and that um they're, they they like when I get those texts, I'm like, "You want to call? <laughs> you want to talk yeah. about something? Because it, it seems, always feels like something's wrong." Yeah, when I get a greeting, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of bad. It's either that or this is like, extremely superficial. And like yeah. you have something, that just just tell me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just start off with it. Yeah, just yeah, start off with tell it. because me. I
1: don't want to go through the hi, how are you? Good. How are you? What have you been up to? What doing? are you doing? Like, hey. <laughs> anyway, I just want to mention this. Yeah, just and mention, it's, it. Just mention it. Just mention it. Yeah. Because then you go through it
0: all the time, and it's like the same thing every time. Yeah, it yeah. can get yeah pretty uh, annoying, I guess. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the last one texting is becoming unnecessary so she kind of makes the point that as we keep progressing um, Mm -hmm. in technology uh, we're just gonna call each other uh, kind of like FaceTime each other all the time Mm -hmm. as it becomes much more accessible and so much more easier Mm -hmm. and I don't know about this like like the first article said there's so many so many people use texting as a kind of a crutch i think Mm -hmm. so i don't know if people are going to be as willing to give it up i i mean i don't think it's going to go away completely yeah um but i can see where she's kind of going with it yeah i don't know (laughs) i mean
1: hmm. yeah because i think about like uh when i use messaging
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um it's like I don't. I don't use it very much. I guess actually, we don't usually do that unless we're trying to make plans. I think when, yeah, I think it it could start to go away. Maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I said, you know, like I'm. I've become. I've become sort of like reluctant to check when I get like a flood of notifications. Yeah. <laughs> just because I like hearing the person talking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, that is. I I might agree with this one. You might agree? Yeah, I might agree with this one.
0: Yeah. I think. I think it might be just natural. Yeah, it's going to be like a natural kind of going away thing. Yeah, and then we just... I think humans just do crave the face-to-face attention, uh, a contact, um, and it's just going to be a natural thing. Yeah. Something like that. Mm, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, that's the end of the article, both my articles. I thought it was really interesting because we both have experience with it, as you've just heard, um, and texting is just... Uh, we're going to be using it in the future, of course. So I thought it was a great thing to talk about.
1: The whole instant messaging thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's kind of not good for our brains, either. Is it not? Well, not not that it's not good, but it's like a new form of addiction. Because oh. every time you get a text, uh, mm-hmm. your brain kind of floods receptors with dopamine,
0: Oh, it's, maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> the same response as, like, a reward. Okay, I see. Yeah. I like it, yeah. So um, Mine's kind of, like, superficial why I like it. Yeah. Because it, it makes me feel popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, uh, like when I see other people and, like, kind of glance at their phone when they have, like, a bunch of notifications, yeah. it makes me feel like uh, that they have a lot of people they can talk to. Yeah. Um. So, I was like, oh, I want to do that, yeah, too. Yeah, that makes Something sense. Something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Really yeah. superficial, but...
1: <laughs> but then also, like, it... it it's also a downer. Like, when you don't get a notification from someone after you've texted them... Yeah. Because it's, like, instant gratification is what it is. Yeah. By getting the messages, so, like, when you don't, it actually it, it lowers levels and it makes you kind of yeah, stress and it creates, like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, it uh, does. Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's kind of interesting. Maybe we try weaning off of it, but mm-hmm. we're doing it subconsciously, maybe,
0: so we realize... Yeah, perhaps. But,
1: but with addictions, we actually just seek more... I, I don't know. Maybe, I
0: don't know. Maybe we'll try... Um, Face timing more.
1: Yeah, maybe. When we're playing. I find FaceTiming so awkward, <laughs> so uncomfortable. Do you? Oh the train. The train. Sorry. Oh my god, the train. It's been here for a while, I know. But yeah this is kind of the nice thing, actually. I know this is like a crazy tangent, but I find this noise um of the train really comforting. Um mm-hmm. like it just makes me feel very at home. I'm not sure why, but like when we go on vacation or something. And there's no, like, train passing by when I'm trying to fall asleep. It's like, I don't know, it just feels so eerie and quiet mm-hmm. that I can't really fall asleep.
0: Like, there'll be, like, something there. It's, okay. It's
1: odd. I know. That's Sorry. Random story. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
0: Uh, so we're going to move on to our headline segment. Yeah. Uh, so, again, um, just so you, if you're new, um, this is where we're going to be putting together the most interesting headlines um, for the past week, and we're just going to talk about them and give our opinions, and of course, any of these articles that we're going to discuss and the articles that we previously previously discussed, they are actually going to be um, on our Facebook page in the notes, uh, notes tab, and our show notes with the full links and um, our, our summaries are going to be there as well. <laughs> um, I know before we were planning to put it on our SoundCloud track description, but that um, as we are thinking about um, expanding our podcast onto different p- platforms, that track description actually is going to be used um, as you know, the description. So it's, it, we're going to have to shorten it a little. So um, Facebook is going to be where those notes are going to be. Yep. Um, okay, so we're just going to start off with uh, this first one. So this one was really interesting. It was, it's titled, Inspector Gadget, How Smart Devices Are Outsmarting Criminals. Uh, so I think this really does speak towards, um, how technology is, uh, kind of like how technology is coming into our lives and how it, it is affecting us in either a good way or a bad way. Okay. So this one talks about how smart devices are, um, kind of helping police catch the criminals. So the specific example they gave was this man who actually told police that someone um, who I think it was trying to someone was trying to break into their house um, and he they the assaulter assaulted him and killed his wife in their home and then um, uh, the article goes on to say that he the police looked at his wife's Fitbit and that actually showed. Um, that um, the wife was actually walking around the house uh, long after he said the crime happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so p- the police eventually, you know, put two and two together, um, knew he was lying, and actually charged him with the murder of yeah. his wife. Uh, so uh, they go on with a lot of more um, a- examples about how smart devices have been, like, catching um, these criminals in their lies, really, you know? Yeah. And And... Um, there's it's really interesting what do you what do you think about it
1: um, yeah so I I think it's kind of cool also a little bit freaky though mm-hmm. I was kind of fortunate that like <laughs> my parents are still not like they don't use computers so much like we don't even have a computer in our house it's mostly just um, my sister and I like laptops
0: mm-hmm.
1: also because we're never home but like <laughs> well not that we're n- whatever anyway um so like we don't have too many of these devices really it's just like laptops and our phones is basically it okay um but I think that's kind of like a, a privacy thing once again yeah like, I like, think it just kind of goes into like oh my gosh yeah it like, brings
0: up the privacy versus safety debate yeah that's just so prevalent uh-huh. now and I don't know how to think because yeah. I see both sides and yeah, it's, exactly. so hard to like, choose. it's
1: not a bad thing. Like if you have nothing to hide, it's really, it doesn't seem like it would be an issue, but also like, you know, you can have like it's, really intimate conversations yeah. with someone in your own home. Yeah. Right? And it was talking about how like your, what was it? The Amazon like echo, echo mm-hmm. or um, your coffee maker even.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. really? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, so it was just kind of like, Oh, yeah, right here. Uh, like, like gaming consoles, televisions, uh, your pacemakers.
0: Mm, um, yeah.
1: It's just the list goes on. And there's just so many devices thing. that could do that and then to kind of like pick up on things that you're saying or doing. Yeah. Which I guess not the worst thing.
0: I mean, but, um, yeah. It's like I understand the people in charge and how they don't want to be the people, the person who says... Let's go in favor of privacy, yeah. and then have something bad happen. Exactly. So nobody wants to be that person who makes that decision. Yeah. Um. So I understand that, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to do that because the minute something bad happens, you're you're blamed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um. And there still could be some like yeah something else that went on. Yeah. So I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. I think it's a good. There's a good quote here. Um. Andy Kleinick the head of the Los Angeles Police Department, uh, Department Cyber Crime Section, he says that the Internet of Things has been explosive. Mm-hmm. We have we are tracked all the time. If yeah. you don't know that, you're crazy. So,
1: yeah,
0: um, I think it's something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. So then, when you know, when he says this, he's like you know, this this whole tracking thing has been going on forever. It's more just everyone realizing mm-hmm.
0: that it's there. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah.
1: So I mean that. That kind of goes something like, you've been living with it forever. This should not be an issue, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I just, it just goes down to like, who can access it. But then you're just like, well, just, just, it's just kind of there. You know, like humans are so, like, we're so sentimental and we grasp onto so many small things, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet thing. Like, I have random things in my room Mm -hmm. that are just kind of like trinkets that when you look at them, it reminds you of the day like what was going on that day. Yeah. Probably why I scrapbook so much. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, why do I do all this collecting if when I'm going to die, it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be there. That's true. So like, we're super protective over like whatever it is that we're doing right now. But it's is like, from, you know, years from now, it's, is it really going to matter? Yeah. Especially like, okay, if you're doing something sketch, then it's just like, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing this in the first place, right? But if you're just living like day-to-day things, like, I don't know, it shouldn't be... That big of an issue, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it just my opinion. People, I think people really care about the principle of it and Mm -hmm. how it can set a precedent. Yeah, for things to go. There's the the example. Another one. Um, someone uh invited a friend over to watch a football game, Mm -hmm. and he was found dead in a hot tub. Oh yeah. Um. So the article goes on to talk about how the guy had a lot of devices Mm -hmm. and. Um, he had an Amazon Echo, like we talked about, and so um, they the Amazon Echo actually uh, it it kind of like records or t- captures audio a second a fraction of a second before its wake word, which is um, Alexa. Um, so Amazon, um, I'll quote here: Amazon initially resisted a police request for Echo data, citing mm-hmm. the First Amendment, but relented after Bates, um, the Bates is the man, uh, approved the handover. Uh, so. I think that's actually kind of it's a little dangerous because this big internet company that you know is such a household name just gave away um, someone's personal data to to the government. So, yeah. but it, I mean, it wasn't done without his approval. Like he, it says here, he approved the handover. So I mean, yeah, that's, that's
1: the thing. So he approved thing.
0: it. Yeah. So I appreciate when companies do protect. Yeah, their the privacy of their customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, when it's used in Trying to find out if this person murdered someone, maybe I don't know. It's hard.
1: Yeah, I like this. It quotes here that like um, his smart water device may also yield clues like to other things, though.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So there should be like a a guideline for how far they can scroll through. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yes, you have this, but you cannot go back and try find something to, like, get him in trouble for yeah. if it's not related to the case. So you, there's, like a, like, a yeah. amount of time that they can have access to. Mm-hmm. I don't know how easy that is because I feel like when you I feel grant like that,
0: it's, like... If you're going through it, you might,
1: if you yeah, stumble across it's something... it's going to go too far. Yeah. I feel like that's very easy to happen. But I feel like, like that might be something to think about
0: just to have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, like, I, I'm just worried that it might snowball into yeah. like something that just would be out of control mm-hmm. you know all those dystopia about yeah. you know ai attacking us yeah. and you know tracking everything and um yeah. it's not a good thing i think
1: so yeah i don't know i guess so uh um also in the article with the same guy uh who yes. like they also looked into like um because so the guy that was found was like drowned in his hot tub and mm-hmm. he said also that like there was like a scuffle or something and then he like fell in or yeah whatever, yeah which was awkward because it's like you invited this guy to your house yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like he didn't the the hot tub must have been empty or something because like the day like hours before that or whatever it was like he used up like 140 gallons or something like that to like fill it yes it's just kind of awkward like you did you yeah during the early hours of the night like so um, it recorded there's a quote it recorded 140 gallons of water use
0: during the early hours of the night in question and this is um, from his smart water device yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. and so it was like
0: it, it's just like you know
1: <laughs> did, you, it, did you feel you yeah, it dropped
0: him? him in a really bad light <laughs> yeah so,
1: okay.
0: uh, you know he ha- his murder trial is pending yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: so I think we, like I said balance I think is always an important thing yeah so I think we're just going to have to... It's such a great area. It is. uh, It's hard. With everything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to give a definitive answer. (laughs) I don't think we have one, really. Yeah. It's just one of those. It's just hard. Yeah. And actually, our next headline is pretty controversial as well. It has a big... Debate that goes back to our like founding of yeah. the United States, mm-hmm. basically separation of church and state. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to take this one?
1: <laughs> All right. So I um, did not get a huge amount of time to read through this one, but I do know the general gist of it. So basically, which is the uh, title? So the title of this article is "Supreme Court Rules Religious School Can Use Taxpayer Funds for a Playground." Mm.
0: So okay, right after that
1: one night when so Ian we have this document and um, Ian had this link in here and I opened it and right right after I read this I was like oh my god (laughs) I I don't think that that money or those funds first of all should be used for a playground yeah I understand that playgrounds are like they're a very important place as a child yeah it's where you have fun but if you have one man like. It's there. And I also read, so when we read this article, the they wanted to use this so that they could cover their um, playground in rubber hmm. instead of, like, the wood chips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's like, you should be using this money for books and, like, you know, supplies, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But, okay. Gonna delve into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the Supreme Court, is a quote, so the, Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled Monday that taxpayer-funded grants for playgrounds available to nonprofits under a state program could not be denied to a school run by a
0: church. Mm.
1: So that means this isn't a public school, right?
0: This is a private school. This right, but the I think it's saying that the grant is for nonprofits, and that's what the school, the school. is. So, I think that's the point that mm-hmm. the Supreme Court is making, yeah, um but I still think that's a little it's a little like I just thought it was weird it didn't make me feel good it, when that happened no,
1: it didn't because like um they they don't another quote uh, we do not address religious uses of funding or forms of discrimination and so okay, so they they basically there was this um a few like a church, and they run. This school, okay, which is religiously, you know, based. Anyway. yeah, based, <laughs> yeah, um, and they applied for this grant even though they knew that this money wasn't supposed to go to uh, uh, a a re- a religiously affiliated like right school yeah school okay um uh, but either way so there were like forty four applications and they were able to fund fourteen of them or mm. something like that yes. Ah, that's just kind of awkward because it's like, you know, it, it once again gets to like the church and the state, like you were saying. Right. Yeah. And it's just such a. There's like.
0: Yeah, because the it says here that justice. Um, let me see. Sorry? Are for the four for the majority of Um, they said that like the, quoting this article says. Um, a denial of funds to to religious schools in general um, is unconstitutional um, yeah. because I think they cite the freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say I think the, the kind of the point they're making is that they have the right to practice under um, I believe it's a Christian school I think um, yeah. and they and they shouldn't be denied. That they consider denying it as discrimination against uh, yeah. Christianity. So I think that's a I can see where they're coming from but like also like why (laughs) Uh, I think the dissenting opinion kind of puts our thoughts into good words Mm -hmm. Um, so the dissenting opinion was um, I think it was Justice Sonia Sotomayor Mm -hmm. and Ruth Bader Ginsburg Um, so she says that Um, This is Quotes. She says, she called the majority opinion radical, declaring that it profoundly changes the relationship between church and state. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think definitely it does, because I think this sets a dangerous precedent.
1: Yeah, because, okay, once again here, um, also quoting, just continuing on, by holding for the first time that the Constitution requires the government to provide public funds directly to a church.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that the, the church has a malicious intent. Yeah. I, they don't, you know, they yeah. want to, like, make this playground safer right. for children. That's all they want to do. Yeah. Which I I get where they're coming from there. Yeah. But it's, like, I just think about, like, this, just if we're going to go generally where that money should go. So our school robotics team, mm-hmm. we were not funded by our school right because we didn't have enough money mm-hmm. we had budget cuts for our music department because there were so many sports things and then like our school didn't have the money to like fund so oh god okay we lost so much money. you know how expensive music is <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. like for groups yes we were given like $300 mm-hmm. for the
0: department yeah that's <laughs> like not a lot we've got
1: orchestra <laughs> we've got band choir everyone needs uniforms yeah. like we need supply. like Our stands were, like, dying, you know? Um, They were, like, everyone has fees for, like, all their extracurriculars, but the money was even—it wasn't for the extracurricular part. These are, like, school classes, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have money for that. So then, of course, our robotics um, team, we don't get—we get, like, nothing from the school for anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we competed in in, um, FIRST, uh, for FRC anyway— the to get into that competition it's five thousand dollars wow that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) i was um business head on this team and god trying to contact sponsors was like a mess but we still pulled through Uh you know if you have a good cause and you're trying to like work towards it like we needed money for supplies basically Mm. is what it is because when we're building like you know like a 500 pound robot (laughs) it's (laughs) like (laughs) a lot of supplies yes Uh um but it you get it done you find a way to make it happen because there are people who will support your cause Mm -hmm. you know yeah
0: i think you'd be surprised at how many people are willing to give
1: exactly you'd gotta and so if i feel like if they had pitched this idea instead to like a bunch of uh what's the word um maybe sponsors i don't remember Uh remember off the bat
0: right or you know people who would be willing to donate yeah
1: there's, I think there were other ways that they could have done this rather than asking for, or applying right, for this applying grant. Right, applying for the grant. Instead. Yeah,
0: for sure. I agree with that. Um, which is why I, but, um, I don't completely agree with it. Just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, maybe, um, I don't know about this school, but maybe they're in a... We're very fortunate to live in a um, pretty affluent neighborhood. Yeah, that's
1: true. Community, that's true.
0: so they might not... Um, you know, the people around them uh might not be as willing to give.
1: Yeah, that's so true. So,
0: that's maybe that's how they're they're just Yes, they're, that, that is a good point. So, um, I don't know. Yep. I but I think a good point is that I I definitely think so much more should be going towards education and like in general in general and like I in for Colorado, our state where like we're 50th in the nation for uh, teacher wage. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it called? Kind of like teacher wage competitiveness. That's it. Yeah. So our teachers are not paid as much, so they're not as inclined to come to Colorado. Um, that's mm-hmm. a, a stat, statistic that um, I, I don't have the, the, <laughs> the article to back that up. It's something I uh, was presented to me, but um, I thought it was, it was, it was sad to hear that. Yeah. And, we spend we're in like the lower quarter of um amount of spending per student in the nation so mm-hmm. we're we're on the low side yeah which is super sad
1: it, it's sad because yeah but we're not the lowest
0: we are not i
1: think that but maybe the reason there is like a lot of the students like we were a was it one-to-one school
0: we are one-to-one
1: yes yeah. yes so that was everyone had their own device right one student to one device yeah yeah um but that's because you had to provide that yourself mm-hmm. um the, the school had like uh devices
0: to rent out yeah and they had some discounts
1: yeah they did and they were definitely like loopholes. but maybe we get less funding because the income of the families that live here
0: right you can provide
1: for that yeah. like
0: yeah i think instead. that might it might be a factor. Maybe I'm just guessing here. <laughs> After hearing that, <laughs> it might be. I think it has to do with um, student size too. Yeah,
1: because okay. there's that
0: one point in a certain month that they like come to school because like they're counting or something. Yes, October. Something like that. October it is it that October. that's the funding month or yeah, something. So I don't that's the know. When they
1: get like, student <laughs> populations, yeah, so money I we'll get yeah. Their, yeah, I think it's
0: yeah, I think it's important. How much they get for students who are there? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's um, so we. Uh, that's pretty much going to conclude our headline segment. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we would love to hear what you guys th- think about each of these very, like, highly debated topics. Yeah. The privacy versus safety and yeah. separation versus state.
1: I'm sorry there wasn't, I guess, too much commentary. I'm not uh, very well versed when it comes to law.
0: To law? Law. Oh, right? Yeah. right,
1: yes. Um, so I don't, I know I didn't have, oh, uh,
0: never mind. <laughs> Yeah, if we're sounding, like, super ignorant, let us know. (laughs) Probably, are (laughs) Very nicely, let us know nicely. uh, Leave us a comment um, and explain, you know, maybe your view and um, maybe some views that we didn't touch upon that we would love to hear. (laughs) That's right. All right, so uh, moving on to something a little more... Uh, I guess a little more fun Uh, Mm -hmm. but this is is, okay so let's just say we're going to be moving on to our otaku corner segment of our show and um, this is uh, brand new last week we did our bookworms unite segment and we're going to the plan is to switch off for this in otaku corner but um, that might change you never know so for this episode we decided on otaku corner and um, I am going to bring up a really really interesting anime show that I think everyone should want not everyone this is definitely not for little kids <laughs> but um, I think this it's is not doing one it's, it's it's along the lines of um, Scythe the book I took I talked about last episode yeah. it raises so many questions that I just love and, that, um, um, yeah
1: yeah something about Ian and I really quickly like you said earlier in this episode we're very interested <laughs> in like that kind of horror that yeah exactly um, genre ish and this um, psychological yeah a lot you know? of psychological like it's yeah. yeah i don't know that's that's kind of the genre that we tend to go towards yeah. and we
0: love talking about it with each other yeah. so because
1: <laughs> it, it leaves so much room for discussion i think is why we like these shows mm-hmm. um so just just as a heads up that's probably if if, if our topics seem kind of dark it's just
0: because yeah. we like discussing yes. that side of things Uh, Yeah, and um, I think just so um, we're a little more responsible about like you know our content. Um, I'm going to be putting uh, the age age ratings Mm -hmm. for kind of um, certain media that we're going to be discussing. Um, So for the last episode, I already put some. I usually go to Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. Um, they are specializing in kind of like uh, who should be reading or watching this. So I'll be putting that if it's available and uh, hopefully um, that will be enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll start off with, um, so this is called Death Parade. Um, it's by the studio Madhouse. Um, so this is rated uh, 17 plus for violence and profanity. And I definitely agree. It's a very dark anime. Um, there's a lot of death involved and it's very psychological and you delve very deep into kind of um, very raw emotions and stuff Um, there are a lot of intense scenes so I definitely do not recommend this Um, I think for younger children definitely yes I think (laughs) legally we're supposed to say no one under 17 (laughs) watch it but um uh, if you are above it, I would definitely suggest it. <laughs> so I'll read you the synopsis um, or the summary for from myanimelist.net. Okay, so it starts with after death there is no heaven or hell, only a bar that stands between reincarnation and oblivion. There, the attendant will one after the other challenge pairs of the recently deceased to a random game in which their fate of either of either ascending into reincarnation or falling into the void will be wagered. Whether it's bowling, darts, air hockey, or anything in between, each person's true nature will be revealed in a ghastly parade of death and memories, dancing to the whims of the bar's master. Welcome to Quindecum, where Deccum, arbiter of the afterlife, awaits. Um, and then... It goes on to say that this anime is actually a spin-off, I guess you could call it, of this um, kind of... I, I believe it's an OVA. I don't, I don't know for sure, but it was called Death Billiards. Um, and it was kind of like a one-shot off. And it was very popular, so they created this 12-episode series. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it says, it focuses on a specific arbiter. His name is um, Deckham. And um, this whole thing is set in a huge tower of, I guess you could say like purgatory or like before you move on Mm -hmm. and um he it's a interesting cool easter egg that his um name or the floor um his bar quindecum is actually i believe it's latin or 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 roman i don't remember for sure for 15th and he's on the 15th floor hopefully i got that right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it's so interesting because from the first episode you're just like drawn in by these two people um and it's a. I believe the first episode is about a couple, and they were both um, killed in a car crash. And as they play their game, I believe is to shoot darts into a um, a dartboard. But the different sections of the dartboard um, have organs in them, and if you shoot the dart into it, you hurt the mm-hmm. organ of the other of the other person. I believe. So, like, the, um, you're just supposed to win, which is to shoot the heart in the middle. Um, I, and both of them, obviously, are like, no, um, I don't want to kill, like because they actually don't know they're dead. They yeah. forgot they, they've forgotten how they've died and oh. as they play their memories of leading and the events leading up to their death mm-hmm. start playing out oh. um, and it reveals a lot and it's so interesting because um, the Arbiter, Deckham, he's not human of course so he doesn't really understand why humans do what they do and how dark humans can get. Mm-hmm. So um, when I believe he sees the memories too um, so when they start flashing. He, he gets confused on like mm-hmm. why this this person would do something so terrible to this other person or something like that. Um, and it's, it's so interesting because you're drawn in from the first episode. The second episode actually shows you the behind-the-scenes work of it all. And um, you're introduced to the main, I guess, second main character. A main character, and she is unnamed. But the weird thing is... Um, she knows she's dead and she is not supposed to be she's not supposed to know <laughs> so um Deckham's boss Nona mm-hmm. she um brings her up to Deckham and she's basically she shows her like um how the whole scene in the first episode plays out mm-hmm. and she's kind of like judging how Deckham does his judgments <laughs> um and she's like okay he, I think he made a good judgment there but she understands that he doesn't understand human emotions so the whole point of it um at least that's the theory, is that she is bringing this um, person who knows she's dead, who was human, um, and she's trying to make Deckham, and it's like a test run, an experiment of sorts, where she teaches him why humans do what they do and tries to get him to understand the the dark parts of humanity, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's... It's very, I remember, um, specifically there was a, uh, there was this one episode and this was a... Oh, it was called um, Death Arcade. So this is episode four. Um, I really don't want to spoil anything because <laughs> it's so interesting, but this was something that really, um, when I was putting together my notes for this, that really jumped out at me because I remember this episode specifically. Okay. Um, so this might be a little... This is a spoiler alert. So if you are already hooked, uh, stop and shut it off right now. <laughs> uh, uh, but... If you want to just hear a little more, it's, it's very episodic, kind of, so um, you won't be terribly spoiled. <laughs> so basically, the two people that come in are a person named, um, okay, I'm not going to pronounce it because I will butcher it, <laughs> but it's a boy and a TV celebrity. So they both come in. Mm. and the TV celebrity is actually convinced that they're on a like hidden camera show oh, gosh. <laughs> and so she kind of doesn't understand how anything is going on yeah which they don't know that they're dead they don't know exactly um so they participate in an arcade fighting game so the game can take on any form and theirs is an arcade fighting game so those like classic arcade games where you're fighting each other yeah. um, that's what they're doing um so they play as fighters based on themselves and then actually um the TV uh, uh, celebrity, um, she loses the first round and this this triggers a bunch of her memories about um, her like her round of abusive partners basically mm-hmm. and um, she says oh and then it goes on to say that um, she actually asks the other person to let her win the next round because she's still convinced that they're on a camera show and she's like oh you know I'm a celebrity so uh, like I want to look good for the camera. So let me win the next time. Mm-hmm. And that is a big no-no. So oh. um, that actually triggers her joystick to malfunction during the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I am so sorry. So it doesn't, it triggers the other guy's uh, joystick to um, malfunction, So she okay. actually does win the second round. Um, and that's when his memories start flashing in. Mm. Um, and it's about, you know, he had a troubled childhood. And he starts to suspect that they're not on a TV show. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. And... Deckham is like, yeah, you're not, you know? Mm-hmm. But he can't tell them that they're dead. They have to come to the conclusion on their own. Oh. So he kind of can help them along, but not, like, outright say it. Mm-hmm. And then um, she, the TV celebrity, catches on to, like, this whole thing, and she thinks that if she loses, she's going to die. Okay. Something like that, even though she's already so she's dead. she's got the wrong idea. It, yeah. So she, um, she kind of... It, it says here I'm going to quote it says miss uh, her she uses a special move based on her family. I don't I don't remember specifically what that was like in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it catches this and makes her joystick malfunction and says um I'll quote this again it is necessary to expose a soul's darkness and pass judgment so he kind of manipulates the game in order to have them expose themselves and the true darkness within them to make his judgment so it's so it was very intense i remember this episode was so intense mm-hmm. and um so like she's desperate at this point so she starts actually physically attacking the other guy Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to die she thinks she's going to die once she loses and the other guy it's shown that he has more skill than her in the game um and so um he forces her to keep playing even though the other guy is unconscious and um he um comes back in the middle of her like uh like he's yeah she's like beating his character while he's like on the ground Mm -hmm. and she's like oh i'm gonna win he comes back um and then he actually uh oh he fights back and then it ends with a double ko (laughs) so he wins (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. um and they both realize they die so um the guy actually um took his own life that's how he died Mm -hmm. and um the TV celebrity actually was killed by her assistant because she um, was abusive to her, basically. Um, and so, uh, at the end, uh, she Deccum sends the guy to be reincarnated, and the TV celebrity is sent to the void. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember this being a very intense episode, and like it shows how you know this there very sad you yeah, know like both of them past actions are going to affect yeah cuz what happens to you later yeah um it was really interesting cuz the this summary doesn't really um talk about her family so yeah. she has three boys um and as she went through these abu- these abusive partners they uh, she obviously she would want to protect them yes. so she goes on this journey of becoming this huge tv celebrity in order to have you know influence in order to have money mm-hmm. to protect them mm-hmm. but in her journey she she gets lost in it and kind of neglects them so i remember it towards the end she remembers like a scene of her boys and she was like oh i'm so sorry like i was trying to do all this just for you and i ended up just being like lost in the celebrity world. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was so sad. And like I thought because of that she was gonna be reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um even though she was abusive um to her own assistant, her past relationships were not as good, so that might be like an explanation. Mm-hmm. But um he sends her to the void. So I was mm-hmm. a little confused about that. So it's this show so- kind of like switches what you think because yeah. you kind of make conclusions on your own and then he's like, no, you're going this way yeah. and the other one's going so that like, way. So
1: like even though you acknowledge your
0: faults or like your mistakes, mm-hmm. you still did it. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that because her boys are neglected and yeah. even though she did all this for them, they did not see the benefit.
1: And even though she admitted
0: that this was
1: her mistake, mm-hmm. she still
0: neglected. She did it, yeah. yeah. So it was a lot. It's a very dark um show, but it was it's so interesting to talk about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um and yeah, that's just the one episode that I wanted to highlight. Specifically, mm-hmm. I just remember that one out of out of my head. And then the main character, she doesn't have a name until later on, mm-hmm. but um her story is very sad as well. Um, yeah. and it's revealed why she it's not like specifically revealed why she was uh why she knows Mm -hmm. that she's um dead Mm -hmm. but she it it shows how special she is and how um Nona his boss um Deckham's boss that why she chose her to to kind of like mentor Deckham in a way Mm -hmm. um because I think her main goal is to try to help Arbiter's um understand humans because they don't understand them uh okay. i specifically deck them uh, and okay. help with their judgments yeah um and this goes back to sight you know like yeah. judgment and how humans in that book judge control have control, control over, death. over death and chooses who to die so it's a very interesting concept yeah definitely um anything with death. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i know things got a little heavy but yeah. it's definitely a series. Um, you should watch if you're if you're into that sort of thing. And like thinking, like thinking, photos. exactly. It's, it's so compelling to watch. Yeah. It was really good to watch, um, and I wish there was a second season or something. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty highly rated. Um, and again, this is seventeen plus. I'm sure from that description, if you still listened, um, it's not for you know little kids or anything like that. So uh, seventeen plus. <laughs> yeah, just say. <laughs> um and yeah okay. i definitely recommend and in our show notes i'll be putting uh the my anime list um profile and the uh i maybe the crunchyroll link um so you can watch um legally mm-hmm. and watch it and give back to the we're creators we're not sponsored
1: by crunchyroll we are
0: not so, no, yes just the one that we use <laughs> yeah and crunchyroll is great for legal streaming yep all right
1: all right um uh, moving on to mine then. yeah okay Alright, so my recommendation is another sort of horror one. It's called Another. Mm-hmm. It's not new or anything, but it was really good. It's one that I've watched sort of over and over um, just because I love the suspense that comes with it. So I'll read a little bit of the synopsis. So, or actually, you know, I'll just talk about it a little bit. Um, so basically, there's a classroom uh, that's haunted, or not, it's cursed. So every year, there's a student who is invisible, or who needs to be invisible because there's an, it, they're an extra student. OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically, if, they, if the class doesn't ignore one selected student, um, there will be a bunch of killings that start to happen because mm-hmm. that uh, uh, yeah. student who has chosen to be um, invisible is acknowledged. So it talks about this 15 uh, year old boy, or the main character. Uh, his name is Koichi Saki Sorry. Oh, okay. And he you transfers got it <laughs> to the class. It's the class 3 3 um, of Yomiyama North. And he discovers a strange, gloomy mood seems to hang over all the uh, students. And he finds out um, that the mysterious, the girl with the mysterious eye patch, who's kind of neglected by everyone, her name is Mei Masaki, um, is was the chosen student to be ignored Uh and uh, let me see here so they pay quoting here they pay no heed uh, he pays no heed to the warnings that everyone tells him to like ignore her and as a result a bunch of killings start to happen so it's about those two basically trying to figure out how to break it Mm -hmm. this thing is like it's a curse that's taken so seriously though like there's a whole you know how we have kind of have like a student council? Yeah. Or like they have like, you know, a student president. Yeah. Your class president. They have like a precautions president who like makes sure that everyone follows yeah. this rule. Mm-hmm. Um, because very gruesome killings start happening after he acknowledges that me exists and tries to become friends with her. Yeah. He's a new student. He doesn't really know the history behind all of this. So it's about them trying to like break it, basically. Um and it's just so dark because we actually It's never, it's not really clear until, yeah, it's never clear whether (laughs) May is actually alive or not. Yeah. Whether she's legit, like, some invisible thing. Yeah. But the thing is, like, everyone kind of knows of her, but no one acknowledges that she
0: exists. I remember first watching this, and I was hooked. I was like, what is happening? Why are they ignoring this girl? Yeah and the first death was that the umbrella one yes okay that first death is gruesome so so again this is rated 17 plus for the gore it's very gory yeah
1: but the thing is is like um it comes down to this thing where like they say that because the student that they choose is is, may or may not actually be dead so the extra student is always a ghost that comes back who doesn't know that they're dead. Mm -hmm. Once again, we're kind of really into this thing, but like, they don't know if they're dead or not. But the whole thing is they find out that if you, to break the curse, you have to send the dead back to... The dead. dead. Yeah, that's what they say. Send oh, the dead back to right, like, yes. the dead. It's kind of the thing. So um, it turns into sort of this like McCarthyism thing. Oh, yes. Where they're all like hunting each other because they
0: don't know who's actually
1: dead. They don't, and so they're yeah. trying to kill the person who they suspect to be dead, and the whole class just kind of goes Yeah,
0: that was a big nuts. climax towards the last episode, I Near think. Near the ending, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's
1: the thing. Like They start blaming people who ha- who are totally innocent.
0: You know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so
1: it gets into this whole thing because you everyone shows signs yeah. of being that dead person mm-hmm. so it's like they, they really don't know
0: I, yeah I loved it, it yeah, was, I've, it's like I think with horror anime does it in a certain way I can watch anime horror and um, like real life like, like super horror like I'm a little scared. a break your hand yeah, Ivy, mean, yeah. Like, I'm a little skeptical, or not hesitant, I'm hesitant to watch, let's say that.
1: Yeah, oh, but i with- say break your hand because we watch horror movies, there's like someone's hand that I've Yes, got so Ivy
0: just hands. rips you and just like does not let go. <laughs> But um, yeah, okay. <laughs> this show was really interesting. It, of course, it has this gore in it. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of um, Western like horror is based around. Yeah, but, but this does a great job of suspense.
1: Yeah, it's the suspense and mystery. Yeah, which I yeah. think is what keeps you. It's twelve episodes. Um, it yeah, like I said, it's not too new. It was it aired in two thousand twelve. But
0: yeah, you should you so should good. definitely watch it it's, if you're of age.
1: Yeah, it's got just an amazing plot. My yeah description of it does not give it justice towards the end
0: you will be shook
1: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> i shook. was like what <laughs> was shook, like every episode you finish it and you're that's like, so what? true i know it's super intense like i
1: remember um when i when we were watching it and we tried to get you know the whole group to watch it yeah it was like we all try to watch it around the same time
0: when yeah. the episode ends and our group chat explodes Yeah, we we're like, like oh my god <laughs> <mean to> like, <laughs> because we we're like who's it? dead or like yeah what's happening know. and like Oh yeah. yeah, and like there's the this whole really thing. Know. It's very eerie because they come across a tape. I think I remember yes, they from do. previous students who go through this.
1: Who found the like, because it's every year.
0: Every year, it's so just a
1: specific class. They
0: the tape talks about you know you have to send the dead back to the dead. I think that's yep. where they got
1: mm-hmm. it from, and that's where this that's when the class was like. Beep!
0: Yeah, and, and then, so like there's this group they sent around, and like it's just very intense because yeah. they try to find former former. Class people, yeah.
1: but they don't remember it.
0: They don't remember. That's the thing. Yeah. And all so, the like, of it is lost. You're all like, you're like, what? What is going on? Yeah. What is going on in the school? So it is very good.
1: Yeah, oh, it was really good. It's um, good. So yeah, I highly recommend this one. I recommend it to every person who ever asked me for, yeah, you know, something to watch next. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just keeping in mind, you got to be kind of open-minded Not, yeah. to supernatural. For this yeah,
0: one. yeah. This is say. a little supernatural. Yeah, yeah. it
1: is, but it's, it's it in a good way. It's not like ghost hunting. Or yeah. Episode. Okay. Never mind. It sort of is, but it's not like you know the whole vampire or yeah. werewolves or it's very eerie. Yeah. It's an eerie it's, it atmosphere. Do that. Yeah. It, so yeah, <laughs> it makes you question the reality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. For sure. You know what what facts you can trust. Yeah. Every episode that you learn something new in. So.
0: But yeah, anyway, we're going to move on to close it off with our questions without answers. Yep. And again, this segment is where we're going to be presenting a philosophical question and we'll be just discussing it because yep. we love discussing. We really do. <laughs> um, all right. So for this one, um, we have down what is an emotion and uh, maybe later on we might touch upon this. I'll just say it real quick. Um, which would you rather be, an unhappy human being or a happy dog? Mm-hmm. Um, and all right, what do you want to say? <laughs> what is an emotion? Emotions are weird. It's um,
1: It's a feeling that every human at some point is able to relate to.
0: Oh, you went with a very... Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking... It's at a scientific level. It's like hormones and oh chemical imbalances <laughs> yeah. or balances in your brain. Yeah. Okay. So, like, like our previous question, I think there there's a different level of like you know physical, mm-hmm. and then as you move on, yeah. Because I used to think emotion was what differentiated us from AI. Okay. Um, and then you have issues defining emotion. Yeah. Right? And then you're like, oh, skirt. Yeah. Because if they're like. <laughs> Like they could be I don't know. Like yeah. I like I don't think you could fully I think that's where empathy comes in, mm-hmm. where we our mir- mirror neurons kind of mirror that, but we can never actually experience the emotions of someone else. Okay. Fully. Yeah. Um, so how can I say that AI don't have any when I can never truly Explain it. Yeah, or like truly embody it. Yeah. So I don't know, that's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> Um, when you talk about like um, levels of um, what's the word? like hormones, mm-hmm. and you talk about like um, different the like different chemicals, yeah, make things, um, I think that goes more into just behavior itself. Okay. Um, because like if you've got um, high levels of what is it serotonin, serotonin, yeah, right, and dopamine, you're you know more happy and have more energy. Like so more, um, are
0: they defined by the chemicals that produce them or is it like like if you injected like dopamine mm-hmm. into a mouse yeah like would you call would you say that the mouse is happy then no you know I, well,
1: okay so like well the thing is like the neurotransmitters have so many different like
0: yes differently
1: uh what's the word functions
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because when you said like interacting with the mouse with dopamine, what I thought of was like um someone with like parkinson's okay. disease, and like um they're like dopamine deficient, and that's why they're they have like trembling. oh okay, because they it's motor right they, it really has to do with controlling our motor actions
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and how we carry them out yeah um so oh, I can't remember what it is um like the happy, it it's called GABA.
0: Okay, <laughs> um,
1: and it's kind of the one that makes you feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why people call like beer like liquid luck, liquid something. courage, liquid courage. Liquid there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you you get more of that rush from a certain thing. So maybe not. I guess it does have that. Kind of has to do with it.
0: I think it's a part. Yeah. I don't think it's fully defined by it. Yeah, Which I think is, it's cool because that's kind of unique to us as Mm -hmm. humans. I mean, you know, there might be some other people, other aliens that experience it, but obviously now it's just us for now. So Mm -hmm. I think it's cool that it's unique to us.
1: Um, But on a deeper level, like I said, like my first like answer to that question was it's like a thing that relates us. It's all about empathy, I think. Yeah. And. Oh god. Oh no. Response to stimuli. I
0: was trying to away from there. Well, but. I guess that's. It just has to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. Yeah. To think about.
1: <laughs> so emotion is just.
0: It's know, like. shared. It's definitely a concept that we have.
1: Yeah, I guess
0: that's um, That kind awesome. of derives itself from our natural chemicals, I guess. Okay. Kind of like that. I don't know. That's my answer. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. And then would you rather be an unhappy human or a happy dog?
0: Oh, this actually brings back... So there's this series I read when I was younger called Uglies. Okay. Um, this was by Scott Westerfield. It's a phenomenal series. I definitely recommend it. Uh, just to real briefly talk about it. It's just um, people are completely um they they're just uh they go through a bunch of like surgery to become pretty um Mm -hmm. this is in quotation marks and you know it's like straight nose and um defined cheekbones and then their skin's perfect their uh their eyes are like brighter like they do all this this. uh yes No, I don't know and it's then it's a very
1: common one yeah um, sorry.
0: and there's um and but the thing is it's later revealed in the story uh so spoiler alert if you want to check it out it's that uh when you become pretty they uh you are kind of zombified, kind of, so you become much more complacent, and all you want to do is party in new pretty town, basically, where Mm -hmm. all the other pretties are. Um, And there's this whole thing where, you know, the main character was like, I'd rather be ugly than pretty. Uh, Ugly retaining my individuality and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. being happy with myself versus pretty being ignorant Mm -hmm. and not knowing the true problems in our society. This isn't quite overlap now that I'm thinking about it, but it was, it. I like this topic. Really it <laughs> was so interesting. Like, cause at first I was like, you know, I would rather be pretty and not have a care in the world mm-hmm. and just like go and party. But then I was also, as I grew older, it was like, I read this when I was young. So mm-hmm. as I grew older, it was really interesting. Cause I was, I thought about it. And I was like, you know, individuality is so precious and yeah. it's so, um, it's something that everyone, I think, or a lot of people strive for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I would value. Yeah. And my view kind of changed on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so.
1: um, something that kind of broke my head, there was this, like, uh, Korean uh, TV show where they took people, because it was all about cos- cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Um, so they took people who, like, had these huge, um, like, like a, I'm just going to put an example, someone who had, like, a, a longer jaw, Oh, okay. Or someone who like had a nose issue, or well, not an issue, but something that they didn't like about themselves, mm-hmm. I guess, and something that wasn't from a societal standpoint, right? Not pretty, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it was like mothers, like friends of people, like young women, older women. It's just a whole. There was a huge range. of yeah. like, uh, Women. Oh yeah. Who were doing this? Mm-hmm. And one, um, I just I, there, it's not that I I I personally don't like this whole side of things
0: mm-hmm.
1: unless it's like their jaw is so deformed that they can't speak. Yeah. Then I understand why you would undergo cosmetic surgery to be able to talk. Yeah. Or to be able to breathe. I understand that side of cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. The one that is just purely for your looks, even though you're perfectly fine, I don't agree with as much. Okay. But anyway, um but I uh am interested in watching them sometimes because I, I'm interested to see you know like why people would go to this extent to change themselves
0: yeah it's a big choice
1: and also how their thoughts change afterwards yeah because a lot of people it's like well if they want to do it let them go for it and if it'll make them feel better about themselves let them go for it which is I mean fine like whatever but I just it's interesting for me to watch that transformation Mm -hmm. watch them go under undergo that transformation which is why I (laughs) watched a few episodes (laughs) one that really broke my heart though when you say individuality yeah and how they are Um, There was one woman, she was a mother of like two kids, Uh and when she underwent it, she came back out, you know, after like recovering for a little bit, and she was like reunited with her kids. Uh Her kids didn't recognize her.
0: Oh, that's so sad.
1: (gasps) Oh, And that just broke my heart, you know? Yeah. Your children love you the way you are.
0: Mm -hmm. And And now that they don't recognize you. Like a lot
1: of people love you for who you are, Mm. the way you are. Yeah. And then when you break that, it's just like, maybe you're happy with it yourself, but it's not you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And there was like a teenage girl who underwent it. When she came back, her friends
0: were like, <laughs> they're like, well, not you. Yeah. But it's okay. Cause you're kind of you. Yeah. Maybe. So eh. I, I think that's definitely a topic we can touch upon later, yeah, on.
1: later on. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Uh, um, but I guess we're going to have to end our show here. Yeah, this so, was our last segment. Yeah. And. It's been really fun.
1: Yeah. I know we <laughs> rambled a lot, but... We I guess, hope that was
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, um, so I guess the questions we want to leave you off with is, how do you define emotion? hmm And because we talked about how we think it, you know, is sort of a shared experience. Right. And how we perceive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes into that sort of self-perception and how we see other people since we kind of went on to that cosmetic surgery side yeah and how it's um, (laughs) those changes will make you feel like happy or better about yourself or the repercussion of that where
0: you'll feel sort of saddened that you changed it afterwards yeah we'd love to hear what you think Mm -hmm. um so again just to recap um all of our uh show notes so with these links um will be on our Facebook notes tab um, on our Facebook page. So go over to facebook.com slash coffee, W-E-N-I-V, and you can find us there. Um, Again, we'll be expanding our platform. So um, right now our main platform is SoundCloud. But um, I'm very proud to say that we are actually on TuneIn. So if you go to um, tunein.com, you can listen to us if you just search us up you can find us. It's another way for you to listen if SoundCloud's not your thing. Uh, We also have a brand new YouTube channel. Um, I uploaded our first episode, full episode, on there. Um, We're still deciding on whether or not to upload full episodes on there. It might be just for future episode snippets, and then maybe some other projects we'll be working on. I don't know. Let us know. Um, Let us know if you want us to upload on YouTube full-time. And... um, yeah, we'd love to hear what you think. Facebook again for long form comments, and then you know, tweet us at Coffee We and Ivy. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, again, like I said, we do want to be a little more responsible for our content. So I'm putting our age restriction, our age ratings for these media, um, like our two anime shows, like that we talked about. Those are 17 plus.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and our book recommendations.
0: Our too. book recommendations. Um, yeah, and. Uh, We did delve into some heavy topics today Day. so i think i will be putting up I'll, I'll just put some a few resources for if you're struggling with some mental pro, mental health problems um and uh, j- just know that you have a lot of resources mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this and you can relate to any of the dark things we talked about there are so many um people out there who can help who want to help and um there are a lot of resources out there for you so i'll be putting them in the show notes as well um and yeah um that's all i got so, you
1: just <laughs> conclude. thank you for growing with us today yeah and thank you for joining in on our coffee talk